Eastern Kentucky District Superintendent Reverend Doug Wyatt shares a message on destiny as I am installed as the new pastor at the Ravenna Church of the Nazarene in Ravenna, Kentucky. I'm Pastor Jason Barnett, and this is the Dirt Pastorman Podcast. It's, uh, it's so good to, to be with you today, and uh, this is a, a great day for the church, this is. I want to say thank you, Christian, for your humble spirit and sharing. I think that the children that are here today are going to make their way to Children's Church now, and uh, <clears throat> it's good to see them. They're just going. One's lingering. <laughs> he doesn't know his world's getting ready to be rocked. Any day now. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> that is precious. That is precious, precious, precious. Uh, well, I, um, <clears throat> I want to just say thank you for the way you've been praying. You don't need this from me. We have all been praying for Eastern Kentucky and it's uh, uh, it was yeah, last Sunday <clears throat> during the morning worship service, I was in at our Emmanuel church. And um, in the morning, uh, that morning, as I was driving, I, I was earnestly praying uh, for God to protect. There were, we have a church in Whitesburg, uh, and most of you know that the by now that the parsonage is a total loss and they, they're not sure about the church itself yet. Um, most people haven't been allowed to get to where the church is because um, most of the roads are completely gone there. It's, it's right there off a creek and it just... But all that's to say, as of Sunday morning while I was driving to Emanuel Church, um, there were still... There was still the family that was renting the parsonage was missing, and there was still a couple um, from our Nazarene church. Now, of course, everyone's important. I don't mean to emphasize just our Nazarenes. Every missing person is an important person. And what, what the most important thing are the lives and saving lives over property. We all know that. Now we're starting to, to count the cost with them. Um, property. But it was during the service, just as I was getting ready to preach, I get a phone call um, from uh, Dwayne Mills, who is the executive director of our Nazarene Compassionate Ministry Center that is stationed in um, Inez, Kentucky. Our Nazarene Compassionate Ministry Center was contacted by Perry County, uh, which we do not have a church in Perry County, um, and asked to come oversee the recovery portion on behalf of the county, which is pretty remarkable. So our Eastern Kentucky Nazarene Compassion Ministry Center, and on the broader scale, Nazarene Disaster Relief for the Church of the Nazarene was asked to go into Perry County. And, uh, and it's been remarkable. We've already had teams showing up and going out and helping. They actually started helping with rescuing first because we couldn't yet um, 
begin the recovery side of it until the emphasis was moved. And this morning, I'm, I still understand there still are some missing persons. It's sad to say, as time lingers on, um, that probably is not good news. Um, but it was during that service, I get this call from Dwayne, which I answered. I don't normally answer my phone during church. And I got up. I know everyone was wondering what in the world. I got up, marched out, and we were, just, we were notified during the service from the sheriff's county um, which Whitesburg is not in Perry County, uh, but we were notified that both of those families and others had been found. And we just praised, I just praised God. It was just very moving for me because we'd been praying that God would intervene for them. Um, the one, one of the families there um, that live close to the water, their actual, their home was lifted up and taken down um, with the water. Um, so all they have is a foundation, which wasn't much left of the foundation even uh, there. But um, as of yesterday, or I'm sorry, sorry, as of Friday, Nazarene Compassionate Ministries Center opened up a um, specific giving link that was sent to your pastor yesterday. Of course, if you subscribe to the NCM News, you probably saw the big article. It was the feature article about Eastern Kentucky. Um, and if anyone wants to help, all that's been asked is that um, is that before anyone goes, you are you just make um, make everyone aware that you're planning on being there. We're asking that people don't just show up unannounced because we need to plan, especially. But I, I hesitate to say especially if you're staying the night, because really anyone going out there. There is some martial law in effect still in some parts just because of the road outage and the, the, the bridges down. But um, your pastor has that information and those emails and Facebook of the two that are coordinating, the Kentucky District Nazarene Disaster Relief Coordinator and our Nazarene Disaster Relief are coordinating all the help that's going. Any supplies, of course, we have places all over the, the district that are um, transporting supplies multiple times a week. So if you're if you're collecting supplies yet or will, um, that they're still desperately in need of anything having to do with children, especially um, diapers, formula, those kinds of things, and of course water. Still, um, some of the water um, hasn't been hasn't been opened up. Some of you know Kentucky Mountain Bible College was actually opened up for um, Samaritan's Purse. Uh, took actually took over the whole campus of Kentucky Mountain Bible College, which is really neat. Um, but we also have a team that's there on location helping with Jackson and other counties. So if you could continue praying about that, I'm not trying to give a downer for this morning. I'm just trying to update you on how you can pray. Um, <clears throat> and uh, if you're not able to go, the most important thing is to pray now for those that are trying to to see how they even can rebuild. Many of them will just, uh, I don't know how they'll do the recovery with that. I want to also say thank you for welcoming your pastoral family like you have. They feel so blessed and so welcomed, and uh, we're so thankful. I also want to ask you to please do everything you can for these three precious children. Their lives have been, uh, been turned completely around and have been now for <clears throat> for a while. They're trying to figure life out. And uh, kids are the most flexible 
uh, human beings on the planet. Thank the Lord for that. It's harder for us older people to change, right? Kids are, are much more adaptable to change, but it doesn't mean that there's a lot of change and we'll need need a lot of care and attention. So if you can, when you see those three kids, love on them as much as you can and think about the fact that they'll have new teachers, new doctors, new friends, new everything. Everything is new. They won't know where to grab a cereal bowl in the morning because they'll remember where they were a week ago or so. And those things, I don't know where to grab a cereal bowl myself in my own house. So it's, uh, it gets kind of hard with that. Uh, but to, to me today marks another great day for the Ravenna Church. It marks a new day. You've had some great days in your past, but I always try to think about what's still ahead. So as I think about what's ahead for the church, it's never forgetting about what took place in the past. You've had some great days. I mean, you've had some great leaders. You've had some dear saints that have, have given their lives for uh, the kingdom of God using the bride of Christ, his church, to do that work. And in this case, it's called the Ravenna Church of the Nazarene. And I'm, I'm grateful, but I also see new days. <clears throat> I also see that that, that uh, means that there's some, some changes. I'm going to look in a minute to Ephesians chapter 1, if you want to look in your in your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 1, or if you use the Bible app, that's my favorite go-to because I can look at 20 different versions, uh, uh, translations uh, of, of that. But before I look at that, you know, I don't know if, if you all remember the cartoon. Do you remember the day where you used to get a Sunday paper and, um, and you're you know, you would fight over who gets the comic section. There was an actual section called a comic section. Who gets a paper delivered to their house today? Anyone? Raise your hand. Okay, two. Uh, 20 years ago, um, everyone but two would raise their hand, right? But today, that just doesn't happen like it. Well, there, there used to be in the comic section a comic called Peanuts. Remember? Charles Schultz, Peanuts and and um, I read about one of these, and so Lucy is one of the characters, if you're not familiar with Peanuts. Lucy is in, uh, is in the outfield uh, in a baseball game, and of course, Charlie Brown is on the mound. He's the pitcher, right? And Lucy calls out to him, hey, manager, ask the catcher if he still loves me. So you know Lucy. She's going through someone else to get a message to to Charlie Brown, and and uh, Charlie Brown interrupts, and and um, he says he he says she wants to know if you still love her. Right? Yells out. She wants to know uh, if she's in the next frame. He turns to Lucy and yells to Lucy. He says no. Right? He says he says no, and and um, the Lucy wants to know why not. And he relays the information to Lucy again. He says there's so many reasons he can't remember them all, right? So encouraging, uplifting, right? This upsets Lucy, and she responds, really, that's very depressing. Of course, everyone hears all this, right? Finally, Charlie Brown, exasperated, cries out, do you mind if we get on with the game, he yells. The baseball game, 
And Lucy responds, oh, that's right. I was wondering why I was standing out here. (laughs) Have you ever wondered why you're standing out here? Have you ever stopped and thought, what is this all about? What is the purpose of this, really? Why are we here? I, uh, I, you know, there's, <clears throat> Ravenna has been through change and is through change, is going through change now, and there will be change in the future here at this church. You personally will go through change. And I don't mean to put our, our, our family on the spot that any moment now is going to have a new addition to their family. But until that moment happens, there's been a wonderful young lady that's been carrying the weight and the load, right? And in a little bit, it's going to just cause a change in their whole scenario. Good, a good change. Don't get me wrong. In fact, a great change, an incredible miracle change. But there will be a change. We've seen so many great things And we've seen past leadership, we've seen past board, we've seen past saints. I say that because, you know, this morning, my my dad's 82 years old, and and I talked to him, and he's on his way to Westside Church of the Nazarene, where he's been a faithful attender and member for over 60 years. He still goes there. He reminds me regularly, his pastor's son, and he has two sons that are pastors. And he reminds me regularly, I've seen a lot of change, son. I've seen a lot of pastors come and go, and I've seen a lot of folks come and go. But I'm showing up at Westside this morning because it's not about the pastor and it's not about the others that have changed. It's about my faithfulness today, and I'll be faithful. And I said, Dad, you have been faithful. And there's been change that has happened. The the sanctuary that I went to the altar in, in my home church, a Westside Church of the Nazarene, is now a gymnasium. And the sanctuary where now other people go to the altar in never existed when I was a kid. So when I go back to my home church, I walk in a sanctuary that's now between the old sanctuary and the old chapel, and they built a new sanctuary in the middle, and now it's old, it's not that new. It's been well over 20 years there. And, and it wasn't that long ago that my dad said, my dad said, Doug, the, um, the old people are mad at church again. And I said, well, what are they mad about, Dad? He goes, yep, they've been coming to me and they've been telling me that they're upset. And I said, why are they upset? He said, they're upset because they're painting all the woodwork in the sanctuary. They're painting over that beautiful finished woodwork. Now, my dad's a carpenter by trade. So if anyone can appreciate woodwork, it'd be my father. And I said, what do you think about that, Dad? He goes, I think it's ridiculous for them to get upset about painting woodwork. We need to be more worried about lost people. And if it's going to help attract someone younger than your 82-year-old father to walk in a church and see beautiful woodwork painted white, then let them paint it white. And let my friends who are old like me just be quiet. (laughs) And I said, I wish I could take you to some places. (laughs) Not here, of course, but other places, right? We're grateful. You know, I'm going through change too. 
There's been cancer in my family. There's been heart attacks in my family. There's been relationship things. There's been marriages. There's been births. There's been careers. There's been retirement. There's been the things you could say about your family. That's been the Wyatt family. There's been death. I can't leave that out. And yet I got up this morning and and I tried to look okay for you all and put on a smile. And if we're not careful, when we see each other, when we rub shoulders on, on Sunday morning, we might just think we all live in a fantasy world where everything's perfect. But it's not. But I have something consistent. And that is Jesus Christ is a God, part of a trinity, that loves me, is faithful to me, and he's so good. And I can go to his word and see what his word has to say. Now, now let's, let's look in Ephesians real quick here. I love this passage in Ephesians. Some people, in my opinion, have taken this passage and twisted it to mean something that, that I don't believe it really means. Instead of taking it what, it what it really does mean, and that is that we are destined for greatness. We are destined in the eyes of God to be great. And we're loved by him. And he has a plan, a great plan for us and his church. He does. If it's okay with you, we're going to remain seated here for this. But it says, praise be to God and to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in the sight of God. In love, he destined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which was freely given of us in Jesus Christ. You know, there's one translation that says, in, in the phrase that says he destined us to be his sons and daughters, it actually says this. His unchanging plan has always been. That's actually more accurate to the original language. His unchanging plan has always been that you and I would be part of him and his story. Because we were start part of his story from the get-go, from the very beginning We were part of his story. And here, his unchanging plan. Paul is speaking of this thing called destiny. He's he's talking about this purpose. He's talking about this plan for you and I. We live different when we see we have a plan. We see different when we have destiny. We see different when we see God's thumbprint on, on my life. When we see he's got my back and he's leading me in the direction I'm supposed to go. It's so easy to follow God footprints. It's so easy to follow God's way when our eyes are open to him and his plan for us. It's not, I've, I've had as a pastor, I used to have people come to me and say, Pastor, I just don't know what God's will is for my life. And my response to that question is, do you love Jesus with all your heart? Have you given everything to him? You surrendered your will to him? Are you 100% his? And they'll go, yes, yes. I say, well, then there's no mistaking his will ever for your life. Because you will always know when you're not walking in right standing with him. Because he'll make it clear to you. He will make it so clear to you. 
I believe we were put here for a reason, and God's word shows us the reasons for it. Written into our very, every gene and fiber of our being was God's plan for our lives. God has a plan for you, for me, and he has a plan for the Ravenna Church today. He does. He does. And I need to stay open-minded to what that plan is. Because I have this thing called preferences built within me that I was taught. That I've discovered some of them aren't even in his word. Some of the things I think are, are biblical aren't biblical. They're more of a preference for me. Now, I could give you a list of some of those things, and then we could start arguing, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I think what's important is that we stick to the word. And we put what a preference is aside. See, we have a very strong sense of destiny. I, I think of a missionary. Her name was Elizabeth Alward. Miss Alward had two great sorrows as a young girl. Two tremendous sorrows as a girl. The first one was that her hair was black and straight. And all of the other girls in, in, in her class had golden curly hair. And she'd look around, all those popular girls had popular girls had all this beautiful blonde hair and it was curly, and, and poor old Elizabeth had black, straight hair, right? Poor, poor girl, right? The, the second thing was that while all of her friends kept growing, she ended up short. She not only had measly old black, straight hair, but she was she was challenged vertically, right? Isn't that what we're supposed to say today? I don't know. I'm going to tell you, years later, God called Elizabeth Allward to the mission field in China. As she stood looking at the people to whom God had called her to minister, two things became very apparent to her. First, each and every one of them had beautiful, straight, black hair. And secondly, each and every one of them had stopped growing at the exact same moment she did. She said she bowed her head as she was getting off the plane and looked around. And she said, Jehovah God, you know what you're doing. And she began to weep. And thank God. Elizabeth Alward believed in destiny. She believed God had her here for a very reason. The very things we complain about to God about our lives are often, if we'll stop and think about it, the gifts God gave us for his glory, for him. I believe God has a plan for you. I believe God has a plan for me. And I believe God has a plan for the Ravenna Church of the Nazarene. I believe with all my heart. And you know what? He's going to use you and me. More you than me, but he's going to use us to fulfill his plan for the church. And I need to do what God asks us to do. I want to be the most optimistic believer there is in this community. I want to be the one that can't stop talking about what's going on at the Ravenna Church and not fall in a bad habit of thinking of things I don't like or things I want changed. Instead, thinking about what is good and loving, caring people and a place where the redemption is rewarded, where redemption is is embraced 
where lost people can walk in and they're not, they're not judged by who they are, where they've come from, what they look like, how they act. It doesn't matter what life or lifestyle or whatever they've come from in their life. If Jesus Christ died for them, they're welcome at the Ravenna Church of the Nazarene. Praise be to God for that. And you and I, we have to be careful not to let things in our life God's had to help me turn some things around that I actually was taught from a loving, precious mom and dad who loved Jesus. I've had to turn some things around in my head and say, God, help me not because my parents did their best and I cannot blame them for, for my own life today. I need to live by a God that says he came for everyone. He came for everyone, not just some, but every single person. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe that. You know, uh, Ravenna has been around for, I think, 72 years now. And you've seen some things happen. Some things we're proud of and probably some things we're not so proud of. But they're part of our story. If you examined your own family, I think we could say the same thing. There's some things in my family I'm proud of, and I have to admit there's some things I'm not so proud of. Personally, and with some of my ridiculous siblings, just on Facebook, let's not tell them they, I said that, all right? All right? All right? Because they would probably throw me in the ridiculous round, right? Because we're all kind of ridiculous. My motto is we're all dysfunctional. Just some are more than others. And that means you are more than me, right? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm very, very, very dis dysfunctional. I know I am. But I do know God has a plan for you and for me and the Ravenna Church. I know it with all my heart. What, what we're talking about is a new way of seeing life through the eyes of Jesus Christ. Is a, is a new way of seeing that God has something great happening in our life. And, and God's going to work. You know... Y'all remember um, Corey Ten Boom? Um, if you don't, she, I consider her like a modern day saint. It's just a man. She had this sense of destiny. She had spent um, a painful time in a Nazi concentration camp and lost her sister in the camp. And then after World War II, Corey Ten Boom traveled around the world and she spoke of her war experiences in Holland and her imprisonment at Ravensbrook. And um, if you know her story very well, she actually um, was confronted with one of the guards at one of her gatherings, a remarkable story of forgiveness where he stuck her hand out and, and God had to check her own heart. And then the embrace took place because God tells us that's what we're supposed to do, right? But as she traveled around, she would sometimes use things visually to help people connect what, what the truths were that she was trying to illustrate. And in one of her presentations, she would, she would take with her a piece of cloth with a crown embroidered on it. And um, if, you, if you've seen embroidery, um, that you you know you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's framed, and in some of our churches, we even have some pieces of embroidery framed and put on that that a saint had had made. And 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 she would take this. She would 
first hold up the cloth with all of the, the lovely, beautiful thread showing and, and the gold and the metallic colors and the deep purple and all of it of, of this crown. And she would describe this as God's plan for our lives. And she would show it and everyone would admire this, this beautiful, beautiful crown and the, the handiwork that was done. But then she would flip the cloth over and she would show the backside of life, of the piece of embroidery. And, and she would flip it over and show all the tangled, confused underside of it illustrating sometimes how we view our, our lives from a human standpoint, because that's what happens. We crisscross and we sometimes take, I used to call it, uh, we'd take the milk run out the long way, right? Um, and we would take the bucket around and make a lot of stops. We didn't have to stop along in life. And some people do that even more than we have, right? Somehow, some sometimes for some of us, we don't go from A to B and just make it to B, right? We stop along the way and that the back of that sometimes represents our life and and how from a human standpoint. But there's a pattern to life, and she would say, a pattern we may not see. And um and and she was she was one of these people that that believed that God divinely ordained a plan for our lives, like in his in Ephesians here. And and if we're not careful. I think we forget where we came from in order to make a beautiful life. In fact, I think sometimes we have trouble as believers seeing the beautiful God sees in ourselves. <clears throat> and we focus on, right? And we start, we start listening to someone other than Jesus. And there's... I, I, I'm hesitant to say it, but I think there's even some of our own family that like to point out this part and remind us of what the past was. And and don't let us move on to where we can see this. And, And I don't know the background of everyone here. I I don't know. But but I know. There's been a time in my life over and over where I'm not, if I'm not careful, I flip the backside over and I focus on all, all of the bad and how I'm not good enough or how, what I've done and, or regrets that I have. And, and, and I have to go to God and I have to say, God, help me because you have forgiven all of that. You have helped me see I am more than this. Help me see what you've made me to be today. And I am better today, and you will use this in order for me to share your light and life to a lost world because of, of my bad things, of my background. And, and I'm going to be able to point them to the beauty of God's love and light because of things, because I'm different than you. I'm different than you. I don't know anything about Christian. Christian, I know nothing about you. So I'm not judging you today. But I I want you to know that when you shared the song you shared, I sensed the beauty of Jesus in you. And I want to thank you for that. 
And you only did it because you were being obedient to God. And, um, and I would guess, just like me, you and everyone else here, if we're not careful, we write. <laughs> but God is so gloriously leading us to the right places if we'll follow what he has for us. Because I believe God has a plan for you, for me, and for the Ravenna Church. I believe with all my heart. I'd like to ask Pastor Jason and Nicole. I do want to ask um, Hunter, um, is, could I move down front? Will it, will it mess up Facebook, or can you do an adjust? Okay. Hunter's the man, right? I've asked him all kinds of stuff, and he's helped me all, all today. Thank you. I even went up to his cave up there to find him. That was scary. I said, I wasn't supposed to go up there because there's not a rail on the wall. <laughs> Only people that can freely walk, right? I think it's supposed to be 30 and under or something can go up there. I don't know. I'm just teasing. Thank you, Hunter. I'd like to ask Pastor Jason and Nicole if you would come up. Because I believe God has a plan for you, for me, for the Ravenna Church. Because there's something about a covenant of a pastoral and church family relationship. It's called a covenant relationship. That we're going to be, we're going to be, um, <laughs> when I say we're going to be very forgiving of each other, uh, they may take that as they have a lot to, for you to be forgiving of them of. And maybe you do, I don't know. But I don't think you do. But I, I think, I think what, what we need to do is understand it's a covenant. We've gone through a process, which Arthur David shared. We've gone through a process to today. And today is an answer to prayer. But it's not the full solution of the church. It's only a process in the steps that we're taking. I want to say, don't assume Pastor Jason knows anything. Assume he knows nothing. Let him plead ignorance for a very, very long time. For instance, I leaned over to him during the prayer request about the young child that's in the McRonald McDonald's house. I leaned over and I said, do you know which Ronald McDonald's house they're in? And he looked at me and I said, you don't know, do you? And it's okay you don't know. I said, it's all right. And I patted his leg. Pat his leg a lot. It's okay. It's all right. Don't, don't assume anything. And be very forgiving. And very loving. Will you do that? You know, um, for centuries now, every generation has set aside some of her members for special training and preparation and ordaining them to serve as what we call clergy. And she elects them of, to positions of responsibility, not so much privilege. They are to serve the needs of the church. They're, they're, they're ministers give up their lives, so to speak, for the lives, for their lives are not their own. They serve if, when, where, and the capacities that the church invites them to serve. These servants sometimes in the past have been, have been called things like table waiter, under rower, which means a row, uh, uh, an oarsman of a large, of a large ship. It didn't, never, it never uses the word captain. We're together. He's one, one oarsman with you together as a team in, in ministry. 
The church ordains those whom it believes God has called to such a service. And do you know that it was just, um, uh, we're in August now, right? So your ordination was in June, right? I wanted to say last month, but now we're in August. Isn't it crazy we're already in August? Wow. And you're thankful, I know, I know. Um, But in June, Pastor Jason was ordained by the Kentucky District. And they affirmed his call, and hands were laid on him by Dr. Nina Gunner. And the elders prayed, and she prayed, and and it was really powerful. I want to ask you as a congregation, if you would covenant together to accept the charge of this spiritual leader of this flock called Ravenna Church of the Nazarene. If If you will, would you all respond, we will, now? All right, amen, amen. Will you, the members of this church and attenders of this church, accept, support, and uphold Pastor Jason as your pastor and his sweet wife and care for those three precious children? If so, would you respond, we will? All right. Having committed this this work, I charge you alike for the young and the old and the strong and the weak, by your words and by your life, that you proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, um, I affirm that there is a covenant that is taking place starting today between a congregation and a pastor and his family. And now we are going to see that it's not us and them. It's we together. And we're going to do this together. And understand we're all human beings, which means... We're imperfect people serving a perfect God and being perfected into God's likeness every day. That's what we call in the church the Nazarene holiness. That's what we call holiness. The sanctified life is is acknowledging that I'm an imperfect person. I'll raise my hand highest. But every day I'm being perfected into his likeness. I, I prayed this morning that I will, be by the time I go to bed, be more like Jesus than I was this morning. And that's, as a church family, what we need to pray. And if you together, Pastor Jason, will you, will you affirm that you take the responsibility of being a team together in a covenant of pastor and congregation? If, you, if so, would you say, I do? All right. You heard it, right? You can, you can, you can take him on that later, right? When there's a struggle, you can say, you said I do. And that I do did not mean if. It meant now I will. And he'll take you on the fact that you said we will. Oh, I should have changed that to to I will, right? Because maybe you could say I said we, and it didn't include me. Well, if you look at the dictionary, when you say we, it is inclusive of you. Or you can't say the word we. So by saying we, you meant me, and you meant I will, and so you can take them on it. Are you okay with that? All right, all right, we'll take it. But come up here a little bit more, and Hunter, have fun with Facebook. Do whatever you want, okay? All right, come up here a little bit more, and a little bit more, and go about three pews down in the middle, all right? I'd like us to stand, and, uh, and if you're comfortable, if you feel comfortable, if you could kind of, let's go three more pews forward. It's like rehearsing your wedding like, right? Okay, there you go. (laughs) There you go. If you're comfortable, 
Could you scoot to the middle? Anyone that's comfortable, if you would scoot to the middle. And if you're comfortable being close enough, if you could put the hand on the person's shoulder in front of you. If you're uncomfortable with it, no problem. Don't worry about it. It's all okay. You pray in agreement to our prayer right now, okay? All right. And let's right now pray for the church and for the Barnetts. Jesus, I thank you right now. I praise you. And I give you the glory because a great thing is taking place today in the church. You have a plan for us and the church, and we're going to do this together. And I believe it, and I thank you for it. I pray that you'd be with this covenant right now. A pastoral family, pastor, and congregation. And you would help us to support each other that you would help us to consider things for the future together, that you would help us to, to be forgiving of each other, that you would help us to understand and not lose track of the priority, which is first to make Christ-like disciples, which is first to reach lost people, which is first then to help them grow in you, and then us point the lost to you again. And may this cycle continue and continue. I pray you'd be with the three precious children. I pray that you'd be with Nicole. I pray that you'd be with Pastor Jason. I thank you for Nicole's call that you have on her life. And we affirm that this morning. I thank you, Lord, for each and every one of these that are here. I pray you'd be with all the needs of the church. I pray as, as well, Lord, that you'd be with this situation with the flooding and the recovery. I pray, Lord as I stand next to a young couple that's welcoming a new precious life into their home this week, or whenever you decide (laughs) that you would be with them today. I praise you and I love you. And all God's people say amen. 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 So good to be with you all today. I think we can say you're just, is there anything you need a pastor to? All right. All right. Then we're going to say we're dismissed then. Okay. All right. Shake some hands. Or, um, or from a distance, say, it's good to see you today, all right? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dirt Pastorman Podcast. It was recorded live through Ravenna Church of the Nazarene, located at 530 Main Street in Ravenna, Kentucky. Our theme song is The Dirt Path by Jeremy Edwards. Be sure to visit the thedirtpastsimmonpodcast.com where you can leave me a message, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and find daily devotional videos. <laughs>